you're now listening to well, Project Kayfabe. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> the most unprofessional podcast on professional wrestling. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. Yeah, paper That's cap. Totally cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. Presented by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Joe and Quade. Another day, another shitty episode of TNA on this podcast. What is good, everybody? It's your boy, Joe. As always, I'm your host. I'm with my boy, Quade. We are Project Kayfabe. What is going on, Quade? How you been? How you doing? Let the people know how you're doing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, doing pretty good. You know, I had to sit through. Uh, we had to sit through another episode of TNA, but you know, it, it wasn't. You know, I watched it in two times speed, and it wasn't more enjoyable that way. So, I'll see, give you that told much. you, I told yeah. you, man. That's I ended up doing that too because uh, I watched the episode before we just got on today, the same as you. And I was like, oh, let me let me just watch this in a faster speed just to get through this quicker. And you know what? It, it made it a little bit better. Um, so we're going to be talking about TNA, the January 21st episode, which is the uh, episode of TNA right after Genesis. So we're just coming off the TNA Genesis pay-per-view. If you haven't listened to our episode on TNA Genesis, feel free to go back. It's only uh, two episodes behind on the whole podcast feed. Um, so feel free to check it out. As I put in the disclaimer before the episode, so sorry that my audio was shit. You know, I'm switching the mics around and doing stuff, so hopefully my audio isn't bad on this one. But, um, yeah, go check it out on the feed. And talking about the feed, we are a part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network feed. We are one of three podcasts on this network, and, you know, you could listen to a whole bunch of different stuff coming out weekly so we have the wrestling journal podcast with joseph crush and his boys and they do a really great recap on the week of wrestling uh, obviously you have us project kayfabe where we're talking about you know the hulk hogan era of tna it's a very interesting time not that many people have covered it in depth as we are so actually i don't think anyone has that's why we're doing it um so we're doing that we're also going to be touching on some rivalries that have happened in all of wrestling so that'll be some content we're doing in the future and uh more stuff in play but yeah we're, we're trying to take a historical deep dive into some of the things in pro wrestling and we do touch on some of the current day stuff here and there when we feel like it is important and then uh for more current day wrestling product stuff you could go listen to from the top rope with gurge brooms he does a really great job he's a podcast uh, that he does it on his own he has no co-host he's just doing it and doing a great job on his own too i really love listening to his episodes and he covers a week in wrestling or he'll cover a certain topic so he just actually put out an episode on monday that talks on uh you know doing an aw full gear preview so feel free to go take a listen to that and yeah, there's three podcasts on this feed. We're one of three. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Project underscore Kayfabe on both on uh, both uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the Wrestling Journal podcast uh, on Instagram and also WrestleBuzz in general. You can follow us on Instagram at WrestleBuzz on Instagram and at WrestleBuzz with three Z's. 
on Twitter. And then From the Top Rope Podcast, you can follow them on Instagram at From the Top Rope Podcast. Uh, you can also listen and follow Gurge Brooms on I at I hate Gurge Brooms on Twitter <laughs> and uh, no on uh, Instagram. Uh, this is such a long spiel to give out. I think at some point I'm going to make an automated one, so you guys are going to hear the same thing every week, and it's just me giving the whole spiel, and it's going to be an automated pre-recorded message. But there's a whole bunch of different stuff going on in the podcast network, so feel free to give a listen. And, you know, if you're listening to us, feel free to listen to the other two podcasts because it's all really great stuff out there. Um, also, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, we are actually running a giveaway. So we are doing a giveaway for an RVD action figure, an elite figure. So if you guys remember RVD when he had the Tiger singlet, that came out with a really good elite figure, and we're giving it away on Instagram and Twitter. So go check that out. It's on the social medias. It's pinned to our profile, at project underscore kayfabe. And um, all you got to do is you know follow all the podcasts, leave a comment, tag a friend. And uh, you'll be entered in to have the chance to win an RVD action figure. The contest ends November 21st. That's when we're also going to announce a winner. And then we just figured this would be a great way to give back to the fans, you know, for listening and supporting us. And, you know, also a great way to gain more fans and just see what else is out there. I'm actually very excited. I bought myself my own figure, and I don't really collect figures, but I'm like, oh, this is like an iconic look for RVD. And I'm, I'm, I have it right now, and I like it. It looks pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that's a giveaway what we're doing on Instagram, and you can find it on Twitter too. Um, so with all that being said, let's talk about some wrestling. So we're not going to talk about too much of the current day product. If anything, we're just going to talk about the fact that both Quade and I, we're going to full gear this weekend. So we're going to Rampage uh, on Friday, because it was a double, you know, it was pretty much a more bang for your buck, literally, when the Young Bucks are eventually there. Um, you know, you could actually get both tickets for Rampage on Friday, and then the ticket for, you know, Full Gear, at least when the pre-sale came out, and it was way cheaper than just, like, getting the ticket for Full Gear alone. So we're like, alright, let's do both shows. Um, we're going to Rampage. The card hasn't been announced, really, and I know because it's a live Rampage, unlike the other ones that are tapings, uh, they normally will just give you one hour of television that will that you know that you'll all see, and we're gonna see it too live. But then they'll give us like extra bonus stuff to make up for the fact that we pay like people pay money for not just an hour of wrestling. So uh, I don't know what's gonna be happening. They haven't you know right now we're recording live during uh, AEW, and I do know that we have uh, for Rampage we got A Kingston and. Um, Ortiz and their tag team in against two Japanese stars, I believe from Noah, mm-hmm. and one of them is someone that uh, I forget. It's like June something. I don't really know how to pronounce the name. All I know is like John Moxley when he won the world title at uh, Forbidden Door, he was basically like, "Yeah, like get John Mo- get uh, get Eddie Kingston, this guy, to wrestle at some point." And well, Tony Khan booked it. Uh, is, there's no other match announced right and like so far i mean they'll probably announce something tonight as the show gets closer to an end but nothing else right yeah i think was it escobar the one who goes through all the matches before the before show before the main, the main event? event yeah yeah so they'll probably do that in like what the next 20 minutes or so as we record in dynamite so probably no more then <laughs> yeah i'll keep it on the side just to see right now i see bandito is about to have a match against ethan page and that's right they they are going to have one more match to announce for full year with the uh 
the Eliminator match that's going on for the person who's going to face uh, John Moxley or uh, MJF at Winter's Coming. Um, we got the full full gear card. We kind of basically went over all of it last week, uh, so there's nothing new there. But just very excited to go to full gear first AEW pay per view for both of us. I had I, I was so I was supposed to be at All Out, but I'm not even going to talk about that. That pissed me off. But um, I'm very excited. First pay-per-view, it's coming to Newark, so not too far from us. So very excited is just the best way to describe it for, you know, this card. I've seen some people call it mid-gear, but I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we're going to have Sting on the card, Jeff Jarrett on the card. We got Soraya having her first match back since injury, so that's like a legendary moment in itself. We got possibly the crowning of MJF as world champ. We're going to see possibly the Young Bucks and, the, you know, and Kenny Omega return. So I don't know. I'm like, I guess I can understand why people are not as excited about this card because you have people missing, of course, like CM Punk, the elite, you know, like kind of like what's been happening over the last couple of months with a lot of these shows and whatnot. So I guess I understand. I feel a lot of people have recently said that AEW hasn't felt as interesting to watch which i kind of agree you know we've been filming sometimes or like right now and a couple weeks ago we were filming this podcast during aw and i'm like honestly i'm not missing that much and normally aw is my show of the week where it's like i gotta watch it i'm really looking forward to it now i'm like eh, it'll get i'll get to it when i get to it um but i don't know i'm excited about full gear even if aw like dynamite that is hasn't been as crazy as it can be uh, but overall, I don't understand where people are going uh, mid gear because I'm 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 pretty excited for full gear. Yeah, same. I just saw they announced the Elite versus Death Triangle, so we have that to look forward to. Wait, they um, announced the Elite versus Death Triangle? Yeah. So someone posted a card, so I'm assuming it's real. I'm on Discord, and someone said that they, I guess, there was a promo after that six man tag match. And Wait, I, I do see this too. Yeah, up. we just WrestleBuzz so. just tweeted this shit. What? Oh boy, we on the WrestleBuzz Twitter. It's on there. Are we about to That's see dope. the Elite versus Death Triangle? That's pretty fucking sick. I hope the Elite get the towels back. I mean, That's yeah. That's all for you know. Actually, this is gonna be a good match because the Bucks and then um, Lucha Bros always had good matches. I don't think it was a bad match that they had as uh, throwing Kenny and, and Pack, Pac, or even what his guy name is. That's gonna be pretty good. That's gonna be dope. I'm I'm excited for the card. I think it's gonna be pretty good. Honestly, like like you said. I'm not that interested in watching AEW Weekly, but like it's a pay per view, and pay per views usually are fun to watch and like, especially to go to live. So like, I'm excited for that aspect alone. Um, and Rampage is Rampage. I'm I'm just there to have fun, you know, with the boys. I I could care less about what's on the card, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I think it'll still be good. It'll still be interesting. You know, I, I I'm actually this will kind of be because they don't do live events and like, well, they don't do house shows. They don't do house shows really, mm-hmm. so this is kind of like a house show because you know they're obviously going to do more that won't get put on television. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works, especially you know Jeff Jarrett and his new role, which he's kind of supposed to potentially help them with eventually doing house shows. So I'm excited to see what happens there. And um, hey, I mean, we still got one ticket left that I still am trying to get rid of. <laughs> Because I blame it, I blame it on myself since I'm so used to you getting all the AEW tickets. And when I had to get this one, I'm like, oh, Quasi needs one, of course. And then you're like, no, Quasi <laughs> does not need one. I'm like, fuck, I bought Quasi a ticket, Quasi. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Here we are with one extra ticket for full gear, still trying to sell it for 60 bucks. Because, I mean, that's also a steal, 60 bucks. So we'll see what happens. I might get someone to low-key, uh, I mean, pull up out of nowhere. But, um, anywho, yeah, full gear. Apparently the Elite are confirmed to have a match, so that's fucking sick. All right, let's get into TNA. <laughs> So we're talking about the episode of TNA after Genesis. Oh, actually, I want to plug this just because it's on our social media and because there was something cool that happened with it. So about a year ago, I created a video and um, I was going to I was trying to do this with Tiger Driver. But, you know, right now, you know, <laughs> they can't can't really talk about Tiger Driver too much, but I'm still a fan, still support, support Chris and all that. But they're gone uh, MIA for a bit because of things. And uh, hopefully they come back one day. But I created this video uh, for them, and it was going to drop at some point. Never knew really when it would, but it never dropped. So I'm like, all right, I wanted to use this video. And I was looking through, you know, important dates in Kurt Angle's career. And actually turned out on the 14th of November, Survivor Series 1999 took place. And that was the debut of Kurt Angle, who is obviously a WWE and TNA Hall of Famer. And he's a big part of this show tonight uh, that we're talking about. And uh, so I released a video. I'm like, it's been kept away for a year, and I've kind of been interested in recreating a bunch of these type of videos. You'll see people like Tiger Driver was doing it for a while. Um, right now, Tiger Style on Twitter, they're doing a bunch of these cool videos for these wrestlers, like you know, just these like hyped ass like music videos in a way. And uh, I did one for Kurt Angle, and uh, on social media, Kurt Angle left a like on it, so that's cool. Uh-huh. You know, get getting yeah. in, getting acknowledged from uh, Kurt Angle, so. He's, what, one of four or five professional wrestlers that we've been acknowledged by, but with a like or something. So we have a like by Kurt Angle. We have a like by Cody Rhodes on a post that I archived um, last year. So we have a like from the American Nightmare. We on Twitter, I'm pretty sure, we're followed by ECW legend Just Incredible. And then on Instagram, we're followed by Charlie Haas, one half of the greatest of the world's greatest tag team. So uh, that's where we're at now, but hopefully one day soon we'll be coming out with some more stuff that'll get us you know, maybe more look at by uh, actual pro wrestlers. Right now I'm working on the Elite video that I wanted to drop to highlight them, and it's funny because Tiger Style actually dropped it. I'm like, oh, those are like half of the clips I want to do myself, so <laughs> it'll be interesting if I could still do that. So I'm going to do that, and I want to come out with an MJF video if he does win the title. Uh, so after uh, after all that stuff, now let's talk about TNA. Uh, we're going to play the intro to this episode of Impact just because it does a really good recap of everything that happened during Genesis. Uh, I don't know if I have that many clips that we'll be playing throughout this episode, but there are some notable ones in here. So let me uh, give this to you to listen to. Welcome to Genesis! Here in TNA. 
That's Ric Flair. They should Ric Flair now. Coming down towards the ringside area to get an up-close and personal look at this TNA World Heavyweight title match. We all just saw AJ Styles tap out, but because Ric Flair pulled the referee out, he was not in position to see the submission. Flair takes the TNA World Heavyweight Championship belt, slides it into the ring. I like how normally they go, um, they show off the TNA cross the line intro, but instead it just goes AJ Styles. Who? <laughs> Interesting. Oh, it <laughs> That's what it says. Who? Yeah, yeah. I, it's I don't know, but I guess maybe you know how like Hangman used to have those little like title cards or something of when he would come out during his entrance. Maybe they're doing that here. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I think that was like, a very comprehensive, you know recap of what happened on tna genesis 2010 uh first pay-per-view of the hulk hogan era and i actually didn't hate it compared to these last couple of episodes that they've done of tna i feel like that was probably the strongest even though it had one of the two of the shittiest things i'd say number one val venus going over on christopher daniels and the crowd literally hated it and then number two, I mean, turning AJ Styles heel, which eventually it's like, okay, this does not look good. This was not a good idea. This doesn't play off well. But uh, that is our recap for the show. Uh, then we uh, we started off with uh, Ric Flair. He is um, he's backstage. He pulls up in a limo, of course. Also, AJ Styles pulls up in a limo. They're in the same limo. And they got a bunch of girls on them. And this is kind of going back to what we said in the last episode where AJ was like, yeah, I don't want to do this gimmick. I have a wife. I have kids. I am a very respectable, respectable Christian man. Like, this isn't what he should be doing. Also, the suit on AJ Styles, my fucking God, that shit is looking like <laughs> a JBL suit from a couple weeks ago. I'm like, oh, that does not look good on you, my guy. So, some of the, so that was some of the things that was going in my head. Also... In the intro, because they do the intro for TNA, of course, after they do the recap of Genesis. Uh, Jeff Hardy is in the intro. Was third, third, fourth episode we're doing right now on TNA in this era? Yeah, it's the third. Uh, no, it's the fourth one. Since Jeff Hardy has returned <laughs> on the January 4th episode of TNA, he is nowhere to be found. Why? <laughs> now I remember this is something come at me. So I'm, I'm trying to remember back at like when Jeff came back and he just disappeared for a while. It just makes you want to like you have a guy who just came off of one of the hottest runs in wrestling, you know, and he he's back, you know, he's probably healthy, you know, whatever, and you don't use him. That's that's kind of just weird, especially when your show is just like they're, they're running back matches that they, that they've been doing for like the past three weeks now. <laughs> and the same people that they've been using for the past three weeks now. It's just like, all right, it's freshening it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, the first match of tonight is just a rematch from, you know, from uh, Genesis. And actually, now that I thought about it, I didn't really go down and do a rundown of the card. Um, there's no real surprises on this card. 
Uh, we have the TNA World Title uh, Tag Team Match. It's a rematch between Hernandez, Matt Morgan, the champs who beat the British Invasion, the British Invasion on uh, Genesis. So they have a rematch. I guess British Invasion used a rematch clause. That's one thing. They didn't even explain why they have a rematch. They just have one. Uh, we got a singles match between Orlando Jordan and D'Angelo De Niro, the Pope. Uh, another match going on with Angelina Love and Madison Rain. This is Angelina's Love return match since uh, being gone for a bit. We got a tag team match with Eric Young and Kevin Ash with the uh, first in-ring match of the Nasty Boys. <laughs> and then um, we're going to get into the main event in a second, so I'll talk about that. Uh, there's the dark match of the night, which is Dr. Stevie, a.k.a. Stevie Richards, and he's going against Homicide. Uh, in your dark match. And this episode got a 1.3 in the rating. So just putting that out there. Um, so we start our show off. Ric Flair, he comes out with the ladies, like I said. And so he comes out to the ring. And he walks with these beautiful ladies. And uh, he's, you know, excited. You know, Ric Flair, well, the first thing he said is, "How you ha- have you ever noticed that some things in life never change? And then he kisses the blonde chick, like, in the mouth. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, Ric Flair? Like... <laughs> Like, what the hell? Uh, Ric Flair goes, uh, there's three reasons why he's here. Why he's in TNA. Number one, it's because he hates Hulk Hogan. (laughs) And he said, this is going to be a lifelong feud. It's not ending until I end it. He, like, looks at the camera. He's serious about this, too. And um, I'm like, yeah, same. I don't like Hulk Hogan either. That's fair. Uh, Number two, he goes, for the last 20 years, people have been asking him, Nature Boy. Who is going to be the next Nature Boy? And I, I just put down in my notes, I'm like, who the fuck is asking you that, really? Who, who is actually asking you who's going to be the next Nature Boy? <laughs> so he goes on this tangent. He's like, yeah, like, you know, you know, I look, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's one of the best technical wrestlers ever, but he, he, he's not the next Nature Boy. Sting. Sting is amazing. Sting, blah, blah, blah. You're great, but you're not Ric Flair. I'm like... Okay, you know, I mean, Sting is nowhere close and cannot be the next Nature Boy because he's been Sting for this long. <laughs> Why is this something you bring up? And then, you know, I'm waiting here for him to bring up number three. He never brings up the third fucking reason. I guess maybe the third reason is supposed to be that AJ Styles is why he's here. Uh, but he never specifically says the third reason. He then goes on to a tangent about him going to the Hard Rock Hotel in Orlando and he talks about fucking. He, he just basically talks about, yeah, I was up all night fucking somebody. Um, and then he goes to Dixie Carter and says, I'm like, wait, what? Are, are you are you trying to say you were fucking Dixie Carter? Is that what, what I'm getting <laughs> at? And then Dixie was like, yeah, Ric Flair, we need you. Here's a check and put as many as uh, put whatever you want on it. I'm like, oh, God. All right, Ric Flair, shut up and get AJ Styles out. And AJ Styles does come out. He has a lady in his arm. And, and not to... Not to shit talk these women, but none of them are looking flattering in any of the outfits that they're in. It is rough <laughs> for these Florida women right now. Um, also, let's, uh, I wanted to also point out, this is a episode that's taped. Most of TNA is taped. And uh, this is taped right after the pay-per-view. Um, so, AJ Styles is out there. You know, he's wearing this ugly-ass suit, and he's trying his best to be heel, trying to be on the Nature Boys level of being a heel, but you could tell it just doesn't fit him, um, especially the suit that doesn't fit him either. I found it funny that, you know, AJ's talking about how he's like a TNA original, and, you know, he he's tired of being in the shadow of people like Kurt Angle, 
uh, try to people like Samoa Joe, Sting, you know, and like no one says this is the house that AJ Styles built, which I thought was funny because that's like one of the things he'll keep saying when he goes heel in WWE. And uh, Kurt Angle comes out, and he comes out with Hulk Hogan, and to kind of tie all this shit together in a bow, I guess Hogan's still supposed to be face, even though he was kind of heel during the pay-per-view, and then he's a heel with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> but he basically says, yeah, uh, Flair, AJ, you guys are pieces piece of shit. You guys cheated. Uh, I know I said, Kurt Angle, this is your last opportunity for the title in 2010 if you lost AJ at the pay-per-view. But I changed my mind, so you guys are going to have a match tonight. And that's our main event for tonight, AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle for the world title. Uh, AJ, Ric Flair, this combination just is not what I not, – it's not what it should be. It shouldn't be a thing. It's only going to continue to grow as the weeks go on. But uh, what do you think so far of the first segment and moments of this show? The first thing I was talking about was like, yeah, this is this this doesn't fit AJ. <laughs> I'm just like over here talking about look at all these beautiful women. I'm like, man, you have a wife at home, you have kids, you have your name, your kids date of birth tat on you. So I'm pretty sure he has that tat on him, but by this time, maybe he doesn't, but if he doesn't, fine. But no, he like, definitely has the tattoo on his ribs. He does. Okay, sis. So like, this doesn't make any sense for AJ style. You making this poor man do a gimmick that just doesn't make any sense for him. It's just like, all right, uh, Fine, but um, good thing he didn't dye his hair blanc. That would have been pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, seeing them announcing AJ Styles versus Kurt again for like, this is the third time we're gonna be watching this match. Just like, all right, we need something new. <laughs> we need something new here. Just like, why are we getting this match again when they just had a good match? They had two good matches back and back to back, but like a third one is just all right. It's a little bit too oversaturated there. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. You know, it's like, this is the type of match you need to save, you know? This is a match that you kind of need to, you know, bring out when it's important to. And, you know, I understand why it was important on the January 4th episode. And then, of course, I understand why it's important for TNA Genesis because of just, you know, Kurt Angle definitely deserves a rematch. But now he gets a third rematch, and it's like, oh, okay, yada, yada, yada. Um. Also, Hulk Hogan stole Kurt Angle's line of it's damn true. That was kind of dumb. Uh, we cut to Mick Foley, who is finally back after also being missing since January 4th, after getting his ass kicked by the band. And uh, he's rolling in his suitcase, and then he just fucking tosses his suitcase. He throws shit everywhere. He's, like, tearing up the set because he is pissed off. You know, basically, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan are trying to kick him off, trying to get him out of here, and he's pissed. We cut to our first match of the night. We got the TNA World Tag Team title match. Hernandez and Matt Morgan, who are the champions. They're going on against British Invasion, which is Brutus Magnus, a.k.a. Nick Aldis, and uh, Doug Williams. Uh, This match, you know, it was a match. It wasn't anything (laughs) exciting. Uh, The exciting part of this match, or the most interesting stuff that happens in this match, is... um, Big Rob is a part of this team. Big Rob Terry. A lot of people will know him for British Invasion, or which I found a lot more enjoyable is when he is the big, bigger Rob uh, when he's with uh, Robbie E. He's uh, Robbie T. I'm pretty sure. Whatever he goes. Um, so that was a fun stuff that they'll eventually get to when we uh, continue to watch Impact. 
But uh, he's uh, he has the briefcase, so TNA does this thing called Feaster Fire, where you kind of, like, go through these qualification matches, kind of, and I don't remember exactly how they get the suitcases. We'll eventually get to it. But there are various suitcases. Imagine the money in the bank, but for more options. So there's a suitcase that you get an X Division title match. There's a suitcase that you get a world title match. Uh, there's a suitcase that you get where you get fired. So uh, that's an angle, and I don't really know what briefcase rob terry has at the moment but he comes out he takes a suitcase he gives it to magnus who magnus is about to you know try and hit hernandez in the head with it because the referee is looking at matt morgan but instead he hits doug williams doug williams is the legal man doug williams eats the pin but the dumbest shit about this that i'm like why was this a thing why is this your finish to the match so Doug Williams takes the hit from the suitcase. He is the legal man. Hernandez goes for the pin. Doug, uh, I mean, not Doug. Brutus Magnus, Magnus, Nick Aldis, he is in the corner. He is, like, in the ring still, and he watches the pin happen. <laughs> he doesn't try to break it. There is no explanation to why he is just watching this and not trying to, like, you know, do the kick out. Ridiculous. I mean, just just what was this finish? What was the? Why was this necessary? This is where it's like the show starts falling apart even more for me, and I'm like, why? What is what is your thoughts? <laughs> it's, it's just the beginning of the show, and the way just falling apart. I'm just like, yeah, the, the finishes win. Also, just to, again, like this, I'm saying this like all the time, but it was like, why are they doing the rematch if a, if a match has just happened? You know, like the day a couple days before. And make it worse for the crowd. The crowd just saw this match. I assume it's the same crowd from... Um, I'm pretty sure it's the same crowd. I'm pretty sure the same people used to go all the time. Cause I remember watching it back in days and seeing the same guy with the same shirt like four episodes in a row. It's definitely the same crowd. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's... that's TNA just like the weird finishers finishes just doesn't make any sense. But at the, at the, uh, I used to love the briefcase Feast of Fire thing. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool, and they have a lot that they end up doing with it later on. I don't think... Actually, maybe they do still kind of do it. I don't know. I don't watch enough Impact over this over the last year or so, but it would be cool if they were still doing that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what we get there. Uh, Mick Foley comes out with a steel chair, and he beats the fuck out of the British <laughs> Invasion. There's no explanation besides he is mad, so I guess that's all the explanation you need. <laughs> um, there's that. Um we uh, they mentioned something during the middle of uh, the top of the show or like at some part during the show, which I forgot to mention, and they kind of play it throughout the entirety of the show. Uh, so Bubba the Love Sponge, who was MIA for the pay-per-view on Tuesday of that week before TNA, he had uh, kept calling Jeff Jarrett during his show, during his Sirius XM show or whatever platform he's on at the moment. And he wants to, you know, answers because apparently, you know, Jeff Jarrett in this angle right now, he's upset that, you know, Hogan and Bischoff are trying to, you know, kick him out and talking shit about TNA saying that Jarrett is throwing it like he was fucking it up and all that. So uh, Bubba the Love Sponge keeps calling Jeff Jarrett to try and get some answers out of him. And uh, I'll play some of this just because it gets interesting and more of this like bigger angle going against like the Ho- like the Hogan Bish office stuff with you know the TNA founder. So uh, here, take a listen to this. TNA, I'm gonna uh, call Jeff Jared now. Are you just gonna cold call this guy? Yeah, I mean he should be sleeping. He should, I mean I probably won't get his. Uh, I probably won't get him live. I'll probably get his voicemail. <laughs> Jeff Jared. 
Who is this? This is Bubba the Love Sponge, your buddy. Bubba. <laughs> it, What's that? It's uh, it's early in the morning. It's six twenty-four in the morning, and I got some stuff to talk to you about. Want to know if you want to talk uh, about? Bubba, it. Bubba, we on the air? Yeah, we're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> He's the founder of this deal, and then Dixie came in and. Yes, Jeff. It's Bubba. How are you, buddy? Oh, that, that wasn't cool over here. Don't, don't put me on there. Whether you want to believe it or not, or whether you think it, TNA was doing just fine before Bubba and Hulk and crew came along. We were viable with prime time. We were profitable. So why don't you guys go your way, and, and you know, we'll go our way. <laughs> He's the king of hang-ups. He does not like you. Uh, I mean, it's very interesting how Jeff notices he's live. You know, he asks his, if, if Bubba is live, and then he hangs <laughs> up. And then he gets called later, like two hours later, because they even show the clock. He gets called two hours later, and what, do you not expect that you're live again? Because you're like, oh, that's <laughs> fucked up that you did that to me, man. Dude's still live. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck, Jeff? Um uh, just very interesting. I don't know how long they're going to keep using Bubba the Love Sponge, and I don't like it, but Bubba the Love Sponge is a part of TNA. He just randomly disappeared and ran, and he came back, I guess, for some radio talk show stuff. But like, yeah, Jeff is, uh, I don't like Bubba the Love Sponge. Anytime I see, I keep hearing from him, I'm seeing him on screen, just hearing his voice, I just get annoyed. Something about him just throws me off. I don't know what it is. He gives me a bad vibe. Yeah. And uh, you weren't on the episode when I talked about it, but remember you were like, oh, yeah, like he was something involving with the court case with uh, mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan fucked Bubba's wife. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Joey, okay. Joseph Crush from uh, from the Wrestling Journal, he uh, let me know about him. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. So, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That was kind of, no, I remember. Yeah. Um, so we get that interaction. Uh, we get after that, we get Hogan. He's in the back in his room in his uh, in his office, I guess, with Eric Bischoff. Hulk Hogan's on a BlackBerry, and he also has a flip phone in front of him. So obviously, it's 2010, and um, they're basically saying like they need to take care of Mick Foley and some other thing, but they're not addressing what the other thing is. So I don't know if it's just because I don't remember or like what is the angle that they're going on with this, but they won't address something. Kevin Nash comes out to talk to Hulk, and Hulk kind of just chews him out. A lot of this has to deal with the bullshit going on between Scott Hall and Six Pac, how, you know, they, like, did rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to go wrestle for Genesis in the tag team match. And then not only that, but then Scott Hall comes out and beats the crap out of a fan. So, you know, Hogan is pissed, kind of telling Kevin Nash, like, hey, you're employed here. You do what I do. Um, but I'm not done with, I'm done with these games with the boys, you know, while they're my boys and all that, I'm done with their games. And Hogan's trying to be like, oh, this ain't, this ain't the old days, brother. Like, you know, he's really trying to play into this, that he's like trying to take this shit serious. And, uh, he lets them know, he lets Kevin Nash know, like, yeah, you are going to be tag teaming with Eric Young to take on the nasty boys. I'm like, there's just so many times throughout <laughs> these shows where I'm like, why is the nasty boys hired? Why is Val Venus hired? Why is Orlando Bo uh, Jordan here? Like why so that is something that happens and they cut to the next match orlando jordan versus d'angelo de Niro. 
none of these matches, by any chance, are long on this day. You know, we were very blessed on Genesis with a bunch of nine-minute matches and whatnot. I think this one was only like four or five minutes. So Orlando Jordan comes out. His Titan Tron kind of just looks like a business card, and I guess this goes for, like, you know, when he was with the JBL um, angle that he had, where I don't maybe he was, like, the part of JBL's cabinet, I'm pretty sure is how mm-hmm. he called mm-hmm. it. And like, I don't know if he was like secretary of state or some bullshit, <laughs> but Orlando Jordan, he's also rocking a robe, which I also don't understand. Um, I just don't know why. And this is maybe because I wasn't watching WWE during that time of, you know, the JBL era, but um, why would they sign Orlando Jordan? I don't <laughs> understand that. I don't, know what orlando jordan had to offer besides probably he's a really good athlete i could imagine i think that's kind of what they were trying to say i mean he's in good shape he does some good moves here and there throughout this match against the angelo jordan but i'm like why are you here yeah yeah i don't see any upside to send signing Orlando jordan like whatsoever like i don't even know if he's even good in the ring i don't remember him being in the ring uh i'm just remember him just being i don't know if he's even gonna mike i don't remember anything about him though besides the fact that he was with jbl and that i had um an action figure of his why i don't know but i had the whole group of <laughs> jbl's whole group so i don't know but yeah i don't know why they signed him i'm honestly pretty confused yeah uh, it's a, it's an interesting one i don't understand it either but i guess we'll take what we can get here um we get a singles match, like I said, between the two. Nothing nothing crazy here. They're just, you know, I will say, it's nice, at least in 2010, it doesn't happen that often, but it's nice to see two black professional wrestlers wrestling. I mean, it still doesn't happen that much, you know, on television that often, you know, nowadays, but it's nice to see it. Um, it's nice. <laughs> um, I also like that. Uh, the Pope was wearing like a face mask, like a like if he yeah. had like fighting <laughs> against COVID back then. Um, like match anything, not too special. Uh, one thing that I noted based off a of commentary, they were talking about Don West, and they're talking about the TNA shop like website, and that reminded me that Don West is like kind of just trying, like he's not commentary anymore, but he does. You know, he tries to do content for the website at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. And I remember they used to do a big thing, which was the brown bag special, where you pay like eight bucks and you get a bag that has like a random TNA pay-per-view DVD, a random shirt and all that. And that was a big Don West thing. It's like, I wonder why they, why'd they pull him off a of commentary. I know like because Taz, it's so interesting too. Taz did commentary in SmackDown for WWE. Uh, I don't remember who he replaced there, but for me, he was like always doing it. Uh, when I watched, and then he came to TNA, he basically replaced Don West, and now he's in AEW, and he's kind of replaced JR on the, like, you know, on Dynamite, so it's interesting that they always use Taz, and Taz is a really good commentator, so I don't mind it, but it's just so interesting that, like, someone like Don West, who him and Mike Tanay were such a great pairing, it's like, oh, this guy's reduced to doing the WWE, I mean, TNA shop stuff, and, you know, now you got Taz, so take what you could get. This match ends with Orlando Jordan ending the match with a uh, winning the match with a mic check basically if you remember that move that anderson does where it's like uh you know the guy's kind of taking a like a face face bump pretty much while you're taking a back bump so that was the win and i'm like "Eh, okay this match might have been longer than four minutes and that's saying a lot like this was just a very short match and you know i don't know what comes from this besides at some point we're gonna get creepy orlando jordan 
<laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a slow transition to that. Andre. I'm not excited to say anything about that <laughs> because, from what I remember, it's just weird. But uh, it's going to be a slow burn, I guess. Um, yeah, the match was okay. It was, it was um, nothing crazy. I, I was looking at the match, we get managers say, Alan Jones just looks weird. He gives me just creep vibes. I know he's a creep in real life, but he just gives me creep vibes. Just his face. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. Saying them, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does look a little creepy. Maybe it's the long hair or something. I don't know. There was something. <laughs> yeah. And then he obviously does use this to his advantage. Like, I do remember. I don't know if it's with this feud with the Pope or who. I don't even remember how long he lasts in TNA. But I know at some point he'll wear, like, a chain that has an action figure to it. And I don't remember if it's the Pope or not, but uh, yeah, I remember he kind of like groped the fucking figure, which was gosh. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Whoever wins the RVD figure, please do not grope your figure (laughs) or we will never do a competition again. Um, Christy Emmy's backstage with Kurt Angle. Nothing big here. It's more of just a Kurt Angle uh, speech saying, yeah, I'm pretty much going to win. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to win the TNA title because I deserve the TNA title. And uh, that's kind of where we're at with that little moment there. Uh, we do get another Jeff Jared call with Bubba, which is just its thing. I don't, I'm pretty sure we might get like one more throughout the show. I don't even remember. Um, so there's that. Um, Nash is backstage with Eric Young. And, you know, Eric Young is also, you know, just kind of like, hey, are you going to be my boy? Are you going to be boys with the band? I thought we were hanging out together. I thought we were cool. So I guess that must have been an angle before uh, eventually uh, the band were to kind of come into TNA. So I guess Eric Young and Kevin Ash were kind of homies. So there's that. And they're going to be tag teaming later. So nothing special there either. This is where it's a lot like I'm kind of rambling on to continue with this episode of our podcast. But like there's only so much you can grasp from this episode <laughs> of TNA to make content kind of need to just because it's to go like the post show of uh genesis and there is something big that does happen at the end but it's like mm-hmm. there was points during this show where i'm like oh this is a drag this is why i started watching in two times speed because i'm like I, this is not interesting right now yeah that's what, that's what i put in two times it's, i mean it just teeny for the time it's just so weird to see like they decide to go to war. I'm on, and mind, this is going to head to Raw right now. It's just like, or at least part of Raw. I don't know what times they came on, but it's just weird to see. Like, this is what they're putting out going against Raw, and just like using people that aren't big, like Android and Val Venus. Like, who are these people? Why are you booking them um, to go against Raw? And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't know. I don't get it, but. Yeah, I feel like Tina could definitely have done a bit. Use Jeff Hardy. I don't understand why Jeff Hardy's not here. Yeah, that's that's one of my biggest issues. I'm just gonna keep coming back to because like he would be someone that you you could get a good start out of, get good ratings. And I looked it up just recently. He doesn't come back to TNA until March, which is just like wait, really? Odd. Yeah, which is just odd. I just looked it up. I mean, somewhere I'm just like, huh, interesting. He doesn't. He disappears for three months. That what is perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, that's fucking stupid. Okay. <laughs> Guess we'll get to that. Maybe we'll fucking have to speed through this next couple of episodes and get the march. Sheesh. Um, well, one thing I had a question about. Did you say they're going head to head with Raw like they're going they're airing on the same day? Is that what you meant? Yeah, aren't they? Or did they switch no, back? No, no. They, they 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 I think they only did 
Monday night for that one episode. They're doing Thursday. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm about to say, this is going to have a Raw, and this is the show they're putting out. That's pretty bad. No, I I, I don't. I, I was double checking. I'm like, wait a second. I could have sworn this is definitely on Thursday. And I was like, even checking the card that they had for Raw, and I was going to talk about it. I'm like, eh, it wasn't even worth it. That's the thing, too. It's like, I was looking at the card. I'm like, even that card or whatever they're doing there probably isn't. It's definitely better, but not that better <laughs> than what's yeah. going on there now. Um, so interesting to know. But at the same time, yeah, it's like this is what they're doing to compete with the WWE. And mind you, you know, that that's another thing about it, especially like we're seeing AEW right now. AEW is competing with the WWE. They have two shows a week. My new one show is kind of like a throwaway, but they're trying to find ways to improve upon it. And we're talking about Rampage. Dynamite's obviously the heavy hitter that's trying their best to go against the WWE. And because lately WWE is now under, you know, Triple H's control, it's a lot more entertaining to watch. And Dynamite's been, you know, shaky, but they at least, like, there's an attempt. You can see that they tried, even if right now it's kind of been a little lackluster for whatever points people are upset with or not. TNA, it's like, you really are not trying. Because if you are, that is sad that this is how you are trying. Like, I don't understand what is going on in the back. Who, like, I know they obviously have the minds of Hulk Hogan in there. Eric Bischoff is thrown into the mix, even though he doesn't want to be, is what I talked about in the episode where we talked about Genesis. So, you can just tell. There's some shit they were watching here. It's like, alright, this, uh, this is your best attempt against the WWE. And mind you, they have ECW on Sci-Fi. They got SmackDown <laughs> on Sci-Fi, I think, at this point, too. And then you got Raw on USA. And this is what you're offering. It's like, sheesh. Um, the next is a segment between the beautiful people, because we're about to have the match between Angelina Love and Madison Rain. Uh, I'm going to play the little uh, little package that they did to try to summarize where we're at now with this feud. Due to contractual issues, Angelina Love is no longer a part of the beautiful people. Now that Angelina is gone, the truth is we were rude, disrespectful, and inconsiderate. And our behavior was largely due to Angelina. Angelina turned us into monsters. Oh, but, you know, I may be mistaken, but as I get a look, it's, I think that's Lacey Von Erich. And it looks to me like the beautiful people reorganized themselves, almost recreated in their own image here. Angelina Love, yes, she's in attendance here. Former knockout champion, former member of the beautiful people. Oh, it's got to be a little tough for, for Angelina Love. I'm sure she misses being part of the beautiful people. Wait a minute. Oh, Angelina takes down Lacey Von Erich. Oh, beat the hell out of Velvet. Shot after shot to the head of Velvet. I guess Angelina's back! Angelina Love having quite an impact on Impact. What kind of a reunion was that? Having a making an impact on Impact is what they say to that. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing I noted, because they do have this match, and uh, there is another segment in between this where they have Bubba and Jeff talking to each other one more time. So let me actually play that one, too. Bubba, what is your purpose of calling? My purpose is this, Jeff. I know that we have a civil war there at TNA. I know that, you know, a lot of... Most yeah, who, started, who started that war? Who started the war? You heard the people the other night at the pay-per-view. They don't like their changes. It's that obvious. They don't like Bischoff's changes. But they Jeff, don't like Hogan's changes. Jeff, you they got... They hate your speaking guts. Look at all the crap you stirred up. This is business. Then you want to call me uh, out of a dead sleep. Are you 
kidding me? And now Hogan wants to, I went out into the impact zone and you heard the response. Everybody heard the response. And then Bob, uh, then, then Hulk wants to tell me to stick it up my butt, start at the back of the line. If he sets precedent by you have to start at the back of the line like everybody else does, then isn't at the end of the day, man, nobody's sacred and everybody has to go. And so by you working harder and actually doing something, it'll be a better product. I mean, you. Bubba, let me ask you something. Do you know what I've been through the last seven and a half years? I didn't start at the back of the line. I started at the freaking bottom of the barrel. Why does Hogan got to get up on his high horse and, and, and try to stick it to me when the people you heard the response? That's the only reason I got legal involved in this. And now, if you want to join in the Reindeer Games legal, it's going to be well, way beyond your shock jock game. Well, I don't want to be. I don't want to. I don't want to be involved in legal deal. I'm just asking you right now, man. I can get that meeting to have. Why don't you and two Hogan? You and Hogan have never liked each other. First of all, that's the problem. Secondly, why don't you two just have have this conversation amongst you two before you bring your big ass Nashville attorneys in there? Why don't you have this conversation? You ha like you and I are having. I tell you what. Can you get Bischoff removed? Because I think Bischoff's feeding Hogan a bunch of crap. Why don't you get him removed from this meeting? And I'll sit down face-to-face -face with Hulk. My, my friend asked me to talk to you, and so I'm talking to you. And, and you know what? Hogan asked you. I, he, we've talked about about making making a connection to you and, and hand-delivering you to him without an attorney so you guys could talk talk it out, quote-unquote, talk it out. So that's... All right, done, done, done. I'm hand-delivering you... Bye -bye. I want you there. I want, we're walking in together. So while we're, you know, getting ready for this Angelina Madison rematch, they throw this into the mix again. And, you know, clearly Jeff Jarrett is pissed. He is not happy because he's kind of just getting kicked out of his own company. And I understand it, you know, especially with someone being that, that person being Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff. And they're basically shitting on your legacy. They're basically saying you brought this company up and you tore it down which is very funny because you know well jeff jared will eventually leave the company at some point in this uh angle um whether it's now or in a couple months from now obviously we know hulk hogan basically sinks this shit to the ground and i don't know if it was on this one or one of the other audio clips but he basically mentioned look at wcw was it hulk hogan was it eric bischoff like that is something he does mention i don't know if it was this one or the other one but uh this is uh this is gonna be interesting. I know he has so like right now he has this angle going on here. Obviously Hulk Hogan is trying to manage the brand, the company. Uh, then he's eventually gonna have Ric Flair on his ass too, because they're gonna have that match, which was pretty fucking bad. Um, all in all, I don't remember what the payoff here is. Besides, you know, Jeff Jarrett will eventually leave. Yeah, I don't know what the payoff is either. Actually, not thinking about it and. Just look at these. First of all, like why? I, I understand it's, it's 2010. You know, it's a little bit closer to 2009. It's January, but why are they showing random clips and then throwing them bubble talking? But the clips are just so random and just like I'm pretty sure they could have recorded bubble talking in his studio. You know, and I think that would at least make a little bit more sense and just have that continuous playing instead of random clips and just like it just a production presentation thing that i just don't like <laughs> yeah the pace the pacing is all thrown off because you have the you like you literally just did the video package for the beautiful people then you have this package thrown in again of you know bubba and jeff talking and then after that we get bobby lashley finally we're getting an answer with bobby lashley or so what we think bobby lashley gets to talk to eric bischoff he's in his office and he's like yeah like you know 
Eric, like, I wanted to talk to you, you know. And at this point, Bobby Lashley and Crystal, Crystal is not a part of this in this moment right now. They have been saying Bobby Lashley wants to leave. Bobby Lashley wants out of his contract. At this moment, Bobby Lashley goes, yeah, basically, uh, Crystal, she crazy. And I don't want to leave. I want to wrestle. I, my priority mm-hmm. is TNA. And Eric Bischoff is like, you know, actually, you know, being nice about it, which I feel is not going to last very long. You know, I thought that would have been the last of what we saw of Bobby last week, but something is probably going to happen next week that <laughs> makes it even worse. But um, after getting his just knocked out by a monitor by Abyss, but um, yeah, Eric Bischoff basically tells Bobby, uh, yeah, I appreciate the apology and you're a big man and you're a great athlete. I'll see you next week and I'll let you know what happens. I got to talk to Hulk Hogan. I don't see this going well. I don't remember what happens, but I don't see it going well. So let's, uh, I guess it's all up to the element of surprise on this one. And it's just, you know, it's amazing. They think they have them now. They're going to lose them. And then he eventually comes back. Yeah, it's so weird. And, and, and it worked out for the bad because when he came back, he was like a monster and he was like pretty dope. And I guess yeah, if he had stayed there, I mean, he probably would have still eventually get there, but every damn for a reason. You know, he made himself, I don't know, a bigger star, but he made himself at least a bigger threat with his MMA background, which like amplified him. So that was pretty good. Yeah, somehow it worked out for him in the in the better. And then now look at him. He's probably going to go against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and probably going to be a banger of a mm-hmm. match. Uh, So finally, after showing us the video package of what happened between Angelina Love and Madison Rain, they have a singles match, and this match wasn't really good at all. This was just a match. (laughs) I think it lasted for less than two minutes, if I'm pretty sure. Um, One thing that I noted here, uh, Angelina Love, really, like, I think one of the first things I thought about her when I saw TNA and I saw her for the first time, I'm like, Oh, that's where Ashley Massaro went. Because I remember, like, you know, they got her off of WWE. And I was like, where's Ashley? Where's Ashley Massaro? She was pretty cool. RIP to Ashley. And then when I see Angelina Love, I'm like, at least when I was a child back then, even now I could see the resemblance. I'm like, that looks like Ashley Massaro. Blonde hair, big breast, (laughs) skinny white woman who has this punk rock look to it. They look identical basically is their their imaging is practically identical at least in this match too with the whole skirt and all that like i'm like oh they look the same uh but yeah madison rain takes the l on this one love hits her with a crazy bicycle kick and then taz gets horny as fuck uh (laughs) angelina love then tears off the top of madison rain tries to choke her out the beautiful people come out and uh, they bring out the ugly stick, which I thought was funny. I, could, I I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, that makes sense for their gimmick. It's basically like a nightstick. And uh, they beat up Angelina Love in what was a shitty, shitty, shitty jump. Like, they were jumping her. I'm like, oh, this does not look good. This is a bad, this does not, I don't know. There was no way to make that look good. But they jump uh, Madison, I mean, they jump Angelina Love. And I guess we're going to get more from this angle. And this is the only woman angle on the show tonight. Nothing about Tara, who just won the knockout woman's title from ODB. And nothing about our tag team knockout woman champion. So it's the only woman thing for the card. And I guess it's something rather than nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's a band, you know. But I actually do kind of like this view. Because I'm a big fan of beautiful people. I thought it was a cool gimmick, cool storyline. And I like... 
most of the members are at that one point. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to see where this goes. You know, it wasn't that great of a segment, the match was like one minute. Um, but you know, I'm looking to see where this takes us because I like some beef people and like the civil war aspects going on right here between Angelina and Love and Mass and Rain and the and the group. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the payoff is on this one too, because I know they'll eventually get back together, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. And uh, speaking about Medicine Rain, we were mentioning earlier on the top of the show what's going to happen on Rampage. They did announce two matches for Rampage, um, new matches. So we got Athena going against Madison Rain, who at this point in her career, eh, I don't really care about seeing Athena. I mean Madison Rain, and I definitely don't really care too much about seeing Athena. I don't know why. I just don't dig her. I don't like her. For some reason, I don't know. And then we're going to see Lance Archer and our Ricky Starks on Friday as well, too. That will be another match that was announced. So just wanted to add that into the mix. Um, we're backstage with Bubba the Love Sponge. He's actually in person for this episode. Wow. He's not just on comment, like on a pre-recorded thing from his show. He's backstage with the band. He's with uh, Scott Hall and Six Pac. And he basically says, you know, I looked up in the dictionary for... Uh, screw ups, and I found you two. <laughs> and he's like, "What's going on?" Because you know, ever since that whole rock paper scissors moment, which I thought was very hilarious, that is like the biggest thing they keep talking about. Like you know, the rock paper scissors, the fact that they jump somebody. You know, what's going on here? And to summarize this whole ordeal, which was also kind of a waste of time, Scott Hall basically says, "Oh, at the end of the day, we're gonna get a good boy and TNA contracts." And then we go to Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. They're in the ring. And they're also in Hulk Hogan still very much upset about this whole rock, paper, scissors shit. He literally talks about it. Scott Hall and Six Pot come out. And Hulk Hogan says, get the fuck out of here. And security comes, <laughs> pulls him away. Mick Foley comes out. And he also gets pulled away. So everyone's getting pulled away. It also looked like Six Pot may have had a joint on him because I did see smoke in yeah. the air at one point. I'm like... There definitely wasn't any pyro, so this guy's definitely blazing. And this is just, like, their attempt of doing, like, these stories or segments in this episode of, this sh- of TNA has just fall, continues to fall flat for me. Like, it's hard to talk about it because it's just not entertaining. It's, like, just bad. It's just bad television. <laughs> it's just bad wrestling. There's nothing good so far about this episode. I can't think of anything that I've liked at this point. Yeah, and just whenever I see Karen Nash, and, and and Six Five, just I just makes me feel bad. Because like these are these are, you know, obviously Kevin Nash is probably the only one here that's probably like doing decently well, you know, like Physically, mentally, whatever, but you could you could, you could, you could just see Scott Hall and and, and Six Five. You can know something's like up. It just makes you feel bad seeing them that they really shouldn't be in this position. And I know eventually what happens to them in, in the company, um, but just like just rough to see them, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it just just uh, gives me just a sad feeling whenever they pop up. And I thought the band was like this. See, I'm I'm guessing where the thing goes, but I, I think like I remember them being a bigger part. Of the show for, but I don't we we'll get there eventually. But something, yeah, I I, I spoiled myself. That's why I looked it up, but I don't want to get ahead of myself right now. Yeah, I'm trying my best not to spoil my stuff because I want to <laughs> get get the element of surprise. But yeah, I do because I know at some point they were like Scott Hall and Kevin Ash and maybe Xbox too. Like they were in TNA before, 
And then obviously, yeah. like I know Six Pac and Kevin and uh, Scott Hall disappeared for a bit, and they're back now. So we'll see what happens before they inevitably get the boot again, and then Kevin Ash will also leave with them at some point. But we do get that tag team match that we talked about at the top of the show or earlier in the show. Uh, Eric Young and Kevin Ash versus the Nasty Boys. Uh, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. Just a waste of a fucking match. I mean, Kevin Nash is going to do Kevin Nash things where he's just going to, you know, be a big guy and wrestle. And he's not going to really take a bump. All the bumps are going to, uh, you know, Eric Young. I put that in my notes. In my notes. I'm like, oh, so yeah, no Jeff Hardy. There is no Jeff Hardy on this episode. <laughs> I, I just kept on trying to figure out when is he coming out. So no Jeff Hardy. Uh, Nasty Boys win their debut match in TNA with a stink face kind of like uh, well the armpit stink face that they used to do and uh sags no brian yeah sags he hits a pump handle slam which looked pretty generic and eric young lost he lost the match for kevin ash and himself i'm like you really lost to a pump handle and not like a crazy like because i know there have been some wrestlers that used a pump handle as their finisher this was just a very generic pump handle so we get the nasty boys to win just for their heads to get cracked by the dudley boys and there was that just just a waste of time there's still <laughs> there's just nothing interesting on this card on this show until the very last five minutes of the damn show yeah, this yeah, this match was just uh, why the nasty boys. I don't, uh, the guy, the the blonde haired guy, his face, he just rises to me up by the time the match ended. The match was only three minutes. Oh yeah, he's winded as two. fuck. That's that's Brian Knobs. <laughs> he's winded as fuck. <laughs> so I was just like, God, this guy should not be wrestling right now. <laughs> this this should just not be happening. But whatever. But nonetheless, this guy's here wrestling, and they should not be here. I don't know what. See, this is the problem that I have with this company right now. Like, why are you signing these people? I don't wanna I just don't get it. They, I'm pretty sure they're not increasing your ratings, like whatsoever. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like what demographic are they going for at this point? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like you who are you trying to appeal to? Because obviously having Hulk Hogan, that will get the older wrestling fans and just wrestling fans that appreciate Hulk Hogan at this time and understand that he's a big deal. And then just look at the demographic of people that they had in that January 4th episode. They were all over the place. There wasn't, like, the single, like, commonality between these people is they probably had, like, two brain cells, to be honest. Like, in that episode <laughs> where they were going to the crowd and you got a guy with a whole TNA tattoo on him. Like, there was, uh, there was, I don't, there was nothing common between them all, or between this crowd. And just the people in general, it's like, all right. Are you trying to get the people excited about the fucking nasty boys? Because that ain't happening. The, the what? There's like one or two people probably in the world right now that would be like, "Oh, the nasty boys! Yeah, get them on television." <laughs> like at this point right now, it's like, nah, that's that's not it, man. That's this is why your company continues to go downhill because you're just signing people that make no sense. I mean, eventually they're going to get some younger stars into the mix. Here we'll get some Austin Aries a part of it. We'll get. You know, I don't know, the X Division will have some opportunities around this company. But right now, it's like they just keep hiring the old guys. It's <sighs> like the demographic is very, very, the, the old WCW fans to 
I guess want to watch these old guys wrestle again. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's a small demographic, but hey, who am I to judge? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, we got a promo from Mr. Anderson after doing his uh, debut at TNA Genesis and going on to face Abyss and winning the match. He cuts a nice promo. He's just, you know, talking about it. He's like, oh, I'm not coming out here to, you know, say, like, you know, talk shit about the other company or whatever the hell he was saying. He's just basically saying, I'm here to get shit done. And then he's gloating about the fact that he beat Abyss and he beat him clean and he's calling Abyss stupid. Little does he know Abyss is right behind him and he's getting pissed. Mm-hmm. A beast, uh, uh, a beast, abyss beats his ass just to then have Anderson run out. Which I'm like, okay, is Anderson? I'm guessing Anderson is a tweener, or he's a betweener guy. I don't know if he's a face or a heel because the crowd is very much behind Abyss in this beating of Mister Anderson. So I guess he's a tweener at this point, or he's supposed to be face. I don't know. I'm confused by the angle that they're going here, just because the fans are very excited about Abyss. Yeah. This segment, you know, now I'm starting to, remember, now I'm starting to realize that I don't know if Miss Kane is actually all that good. <laughs> I think I was hyping him up that so, so a little bit too much. He's decent in the mic, but like, I don't know. I don't know. And then to continue this feud with Abyss is just like, the match is bad, so it's kind of odd. Granted, it was recorded, but they couldn't really switch in, 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 in the time, but I wouldn't run this match back at all. I think it's just a bad match. A bad feud. <laughs> no, I don't think you overhyped him because Anderson Kennedy, he was a hot deal. He was a big deal. And like was he the best wrestler in the ring? No, but he had uh-huh. he had what you need in sports entertainment. He had the charisma. He had it on the mic yeah. and you you know, you didn't like at least in Mr. Kennedy when he was a full on heel, you didn't want to like him. So that was like it was good. Like I'm I don't know, like not the best comparison, but comparing to people who like have good heat and who are charismatic, Austin Theory. Austin Theory is a better Austin Theory is a better wrestler than him, but uh, he generates really good heat and he's also charismatic. So, well, also, I like. I kind of was interested to see what he was doing on Raw. I mean, I don't want to segue too far off, but hey. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they do have a payoff for Austin Theory losing the fucking briefcase. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, yeah, not to go off too, but like that was actually a really good turn for Theory to go like a little more aggressive. I'm actually interested to see what to do with him. But back to Anderson, I always find it funny you said, I see it's not because of your tweets or your Reddit posts. I'm just like, the emails. I'm just like, this guy is so. This, it's 2010. I just got to remind myself it's 2010. <laughs> but it's funny. funny. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's just in this different era at this time. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where Anderson is supposed to be. Maybe he's a tweener. Maybe he's a face. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll figure it out next week when the crowd reacts if he's going against the abyss. Um, so we go backstage. Eric Bischoff is, like, you know, kind of upset with abyss. And abyss is, like, you know, apologizing and all that just for us to then kind of like glaze over the fact of what's happening there. And they go to Mick Foley, who's in the back being held by security. And, you know, he wants to talk to Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff basically, you know, lets him like Foley air out a little bit of his problems. And then he's like, all right, people like cameraman security, get out of here. And, you know, uh, Mick Foley's like, you're really going to let people leave. You know, you're going to trust me alone. And he's like, Eric Bischoff's like, trust me, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) 
So that that was just weird. Uh, then we get to the world title match, which was not that very long, but actually still pretty solid for a match for being such a short match. And you know, at this point, I'm uh, I'm tired. It's been a long day. I'm tired now. Um, it was a long day of work and watching this episode of TNA. I, I'm trying to think if I'm tired now and I'm a wrestling like if I were to be back in 2010, but at the at the pace I am now, I'd be tired of it too. If I had to watch it live and not in two times speed, and like this show has been a drag, the show has been boring. At least at the main event, we're getting AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle and uh, in a decent match. You know they're taking it to each other. AJ's very much going in the Ric Flair approach of being a heel. He, you know, hits Kurt Angle in the dick when the ref isn't looking. Uh, he does a chop block. He does the figure four. So he's doing all that shit he's supposed to do. Ric Flair is not there because if Ric Flair interferes, then this match is thrown out and Angle is your world champion. He'll win by DQ. Um, at one point, Angle hits the ankle lock. And next thing you know, AJ reverses it, and Earl Hepner, your referee, rings the bell almost immediately. <laughs> and that's when I woke up a little bit, because I'm like, oh, this is the time. I forgot about this. This is what they call the Orlando Screwjob. Everyone knows the Montreal Screwjob with Bret Hart, Earl Hepner. Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon, well, TNA just wanted to copy WWE so fucking bad that they did this with Kurt Angle, Earl Hepner, AJ Styles, and Hulk Hogan. And when I saw this, I'm like, oh, this is, I, I, I do remember it, and I had a feeling it was going to go bar for bar, steal everything that they did with the WWE. <laughs> so... You know, Earl Hepner and AJ, they, they, they basically leave immediately, kind of like what Sean and Earl did back then. Um, Bret Hart is the Kurt Angle character, and Kurt Angle's obviously pissed off. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Hulk Hogan comes out, and, you know, he's, like, kind of playing it off, like what I'd imagine that's what Vince did, too. And, uh, you know, Kurt Angle's yelling at him. He's like, yo, I'm, what the fuck? Yo, I'm, I'm going to fucking quit. You know, I could, I'm gonna go, I could go to the WWE right now, blah, blah, blah. And then just like Bret Hart did, spitting in the face of Vince, Kurt Angle spit in the face of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and this entire time, I was like, this is when I put it back to regular speed, because I was like, wow, they really did the Montreal Screwjob two, no, four weeks into this whole Hulk Hogan era. They blatantly steal something that the WWE did and they did it even worse because just like like it's been done already it's not good to do it again like it was so dumb like brother brother <laughs> yeah that was just I was very paying attention to the match and then like and then I saw, and I saw Kurt spit in Hogan's face and I was like wait hold up this sounds. This looks familiar. So I rewinded it back to that point. I was like, oh gosh, they're doing this, they're doing the the fake screw job now. And I was like, all right. And just like if if they had just done it and like at least switch it up a little bit, you know, make it a little bit different. But they really just they really said, here's my homework. Here's your home. Like they really said, here's my homework. 
don't don't copy it. And they just cut strip, copied everything to the point, spin in the face, Kurt destroying stuff, putting the near the ring, screaming, say he's going with WWE. And I'm just like, oh gosh, this is like at least try to make it a little bit different and, and make it unique. But this said now, nah, we're just gonna go straight up and just rip it out the book and rip out the page and just redo it. And there's no like the what makes Macho Screwjob so you know infamous is that it was real, you know, it was, it was legit. And just like trying to recreate this in a storyline way, just kind of corny. <laughs> like I was like, it's all right, like, you know. Yeah, because you're taking away what so like the appeal and the whole crazy factor of the Montreal Screwjob was because a lot of people were like, is this real? Is it fake? For years, like no one could really figure out if it was true or not. Um, obviously with them copying bar for bar, it's like, obviously this is fake. Obviously this isn't good. All Kurt Angle had to do was fucking do the WWE logo, like in the air, like, like Mm -hmm. Red Hart did with WCW. And it was almost the exact copy. Like it's fucking ridiculous that they go and they think they could do this. And I thought they were going to end the show. And they didn't end the show because they end the show with Eric Bischoff walking up looking like a zombie and he has blood coming off his face, grabs the (laughs) mic and he goes, Mick Foley, you're fired. I'm like, and then they end the show. I'm like, what is TNA? What is this? Like, I almost need to watch like an episode a month before Hogan came and maybe that'll be something we do. Uh, maybe we'll watch an episode just to see the va- like how big of the difference is. Like, was it because it must have been going downhill for Hogan to join, and they th- they thought it was going to bring life to TNA, but it couldn't have been this bad. Like, how this was rough to watch. Like, there is no good thing about this episode. I, the only highlight is just this screw job and uh, whatever happened to Eric Bischoff, but that doesn't, that's still not even good television or good wrestling. Like, this is just like, what is this? Why is this a thing? Yeah. It's, 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 the more we get into it, I'm just like, the worse it gets. And the first episode wasn't even that bad. The giant first episode wasn't that bad, but it just like, it's just progressing, just getting worse at a rate that's just like unbelievable. <laughs> like, quite honestly, how do you go from sort of decent to just completely bad in a matter of weeks? And I, I don't know. Hulk Hogan just not a good guy to run a show. Now, also, Ebershoff isn't either, given the fact that you know he pretty much killed XW. So, <laughs> but yeah, I am shocked of just like how it is only become worse and worse in the matter of four weeks especially having a good show like genesis wasn't bad like i'll keep saying that like while i had the you know the heel turn and obviously uh sean morley beating daniels aka val venus beating christopher daniels i'm like even with those two things being like the pretty much like shittiest parts of the show there's a lot of good so mm-hmm. this is how you bounce back from a good show you just go backwards And, you know, I'm kind of worried about watching next week's episode and staying, like, (laughs) on the timeline. Like, I kind of want to advance a week or two, but, like, I want to know what the hell happened. Like, I want to see if it's worth talking about it. If not, maybe, um, you know, maybe we'll give a short summary of what happened in that episode and then maybe see if there's a better, interesting episode to review because... Some of these, just like this one was rough to watch. Like, I hope, uh, like, 
on the podcast itself for the listeners, I hope you guys are like find some way to enjoy us <laughs> complain about this episode. But like there was there was so much so little to grab that it's like, oh my god, this is just like maybe it is useful content just to show like how bad this is right now. And maybe maybe some people would appreciate more what we get from like, you know, honestly I take a Vince McMahon episode of Raw last year or the year before that compared to what we're watching right now. I swear to God, man, I'd, I'd take the Thunderdome in a second. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was making me second guess. Like, man, we, we thought Raw was bad. We thought AEW was boring right now. We thought NXT is drop quality. Look at TNA drop of quality, and you really, you really appreciate what you got now. So, yeah, this is just not good. Yeah. So, uh, that's our show. I hope you guys liked it. I try. We tried our best here. <laughs> it's when you got this quality of content coming out of TNA. It's like you can only do so much. So that's why I'm gonna try and uh, educate myself a little bit to make sure our next episode maybe has a little bit more pizzazz coming from TNA. So maybe we'll review two episodes in one and just cut out all the shitty parts of it. We'll see what happens. Uh, so just you know, stay up to date with us. Um, as always, uh, you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at project underscore kayfabe. You could listen to the entire wrestling, um, podcast network feed that we have. It's WrestleBuzz, the WrestleBuzz podcast network feed. You could find us anywhere you get your podcast at. Uh, as always, please leave us a five-star review if you can on Spotify and, uh, Apple podcast. Um, you can find me on Twitter at JoeBro316. You'll find Quade at It's Quade. Uh, he just had a YouTube video drop last week, right? Yeah, last week. And hopefully one, not this week, no, next week. <laughs> so keep looking out for that. There you go. Uh, take a look out for our uh, Twitter and Instagram. We are going to be dropping, uh, well, I'm going to be dropping a new video, hopefully about the Elite, and hopefully it looks cool. It's not going to be about them. It's just going to like showcase cool moments of them. Uh, so hopefully that does happen. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, we are still running our RVD action figure giveaway just to thank you guys and, um, you know, just can show some more support. So uh, go check that out. Um, and, yeah, I think that's the biggest things. Uh, next week, we should be talking about some part of TNA. Hopefully, it's uh, better than what we just talked about now. But I don't have high hopes. So uh, best of <laughs> luck, and uh, we'll catch you uh, next week. Yeah.